0: So the big question is this, how do the best recruiters and recruitment business owners ride the highs and lows of recruitment whilst ensuring they remain at the top? How do they stay consistent? How do they manage their time? How do they cultivate the correct mindset? And what are the best recruiters and recruitment businesses doing differently? These are the questions that all recruiters want to know the answers to. This is the podcast where I have real and honest conversations with some of the most talented recruitment professionals globally to uncover all their secrets. My name is Hisham Azuz. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. This podcast is sponsored and supported by my good friends at Hunted. Last year, Hunted helped over 300,000 recruiters all across the world. They're dedicated to improving not just the industry, but your place within it. If you want to be a better recruiter, have more resilience, see greater success in your recruitment career, or simply change jobs or country, then you need to check out hunted.com. I'd love you to check it out and let me know what you think. Well, nice to meet you, boys. this nice is to...
1: my um, my French bulldogs. Oh, that's
0: awesome! Yeah, and nice. this
2: is obviously this is a legend here. My <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> Hello, everyone, okay. and this is the yeah we're bang on time. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is the first live podcast webinar on uh, Australian time so i'm um, as andrews already pointed out i'm i'm not in the cupboard under the stairs harry potter style i'm in the the living room this morning cuz it's uh, 6 7am uh, and everyone else is asleep at the moment so i've been forced into the the living room um but really excited to have you all here um got some great panelists and we're going to really have an open honest conversation about how they've been finding things in um, the crazy times that we're all living in right now um, and just just a bit of um, housekeeping um, so where where Isabel has just messaged um, all of you guys can chat in there and, and answer the questions that we may ask you and then also what you'll see is a Q&A tab so a huge part of today is going to be about answering your questions. I want to make sure that we we get your questions answered. So you should see there that I've put in that Q&A tab, ask your questions here. And when you see someone's question come through, you can click um, upvote. And that's just basically going to indicate to me that that's a question that you definitely want um, to get answered, and it's a popular question. So um, as we're talking, please feel free to submit your questions. But as all of you have registered, you've also submitted your questions as well. So I've, I've got those prepared and we're going to be um, asking those questions. So before we start, let's start with a very quick intro. Belinda, if you go first and, and let everyone know who you are, what you've been up to, the market that you recruit in. And um, yeah, and then we can do the, the other chaps as well.
2: Yeah, sure. So um, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, I run an agency called Focus Group. It's fairly new. It's only two years old uh, and we recruit heavily in tech, digital talent. We also do uh, sales as well, but our niche is essentially tech and digital. Okay. So a lot of our clients are startup uh, tech companies that, you know, have founded um, in America and that want to tap into the Australian market. So companies like Quandu, OpenTable, Ethica that was just acquired by MasterCard recently, Telstra, Belong, uh, just to kind of name a few. And we do a lot of their contracting roles, temp roles, as well as permanent roles. Okay. Uh, Life in COVID has been super interesting. Uh, Luckily enough, we've been uh, kind of pivoting in angles in many ways. But we're so lucky that we're in tech because, as you know, uh, tech is kind of like a thriving market right now. Yeah. Um, so we've had a bunch of roles come in from contracting, from temp roles. Permanent has died. It's okay. completely dead. We'll, we'll, we'll we've definitely got talk like about we like two this. active roles right now. But that's yeah. just kind of what's happening in COVID. But we can talk more about pivoting. Um, we have launched a course which is a LinkedIn 90-day uh, transformation course for our clients. So we actually transform their LinkedIn profiles create personal brandings for the sales and marketing team and okay. we charge a retainer model uh for that and that's working really well cool. so that's kind of what so we'll, we're doing so we'll definitely
0: team. we'll definitely dive into those things so I think that's really interesting and a couple of questions have definitely uh, a couple of questions come through on how people pivot in and how they're adapting. So we'll definitely dive into that. It's really interesting. Well pleasure having you here. Um Jason Thank you for having me want to intro, intro intro yourself next. Thanks, Kasham. Yeah, as the the nameplate says, uh, my name's Jason
3: Rolston. Um, I've been in recruitment for nine years uh, this month, uh, tomorrow month. Um, I I run a company now called BlackRock. We're a multidisciplinary um, recruitment and we do um, some exec search. We're only new, uh, the same as Linda's company. We're only two years old. Um we we've got at the moment about fourteen staff. Um there's
0: about four five division. Jason's breaking up a bit there. You're breaking yeah, up a bit there, Jason And I must say both
3: <laughs> forty. Sorry, Mate. Um
0: <laughs> how's that Am i any good now? Yeah. yeah. Break out? You, you did break up, but you was okay. We we heard most of that, uh, but you did definitely break up. Good? FYI. yeah. Okay. If you if you've got children, uh, if they're on Netflix, so get them off it. 40%. No, I, I don't. Mean, no, I've asked
2: them to. Sound. They're, they're um, streaming YouTube. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but, um
0: you, you, you're, you're okay. No, you're okay. But you did break up a little bit, yeah.
3: Yeah. No,
0: I'm. I'm so
3: okay so, um,
0: cool yep thank you um pleasure pleasure having you here and, and really great to meet you mate as i said i um when i i think my first year in recruitment i saw uh your uh quiff all over my linkedin feed mate of your content you're smashing it out early days videos of you on the phone business development calls a lot so um i'm looking forward to it andrew hello the bald andrew How are
1: you yeah thanks for that <laughs> so obviously um as um, probably the hair suggests, I have definitely been in recruitment for longer, um, <laughs> 14 years in counting, so whoop that, um, managing director for design and build, um, design and build 15 years or 16 years now, uh, we've got 40 team members across Melbourne and Sydney and Brizzy, um, it's broken up between private sector into the construction, engineering and property space and then okay. also the public sector space as well.
0: Okay. Um, but
1: it's lovely to see you, Hishim You are a beautiful man. Obviously, as your picture up there suggests um Yeah, thank you for that. Every time I look up
0: there I get inspiration, so it's lovely to see (laughs) you again. (laughs) 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 Right, cool. So so the the, before we go into the questions that people submitted, what what I want to ask you guys the the first thing is what what's um COVID nineteen taught you so far, professionally or personally?
1: Don't have a baby at the same time.
0: Don't have a baby at the same time. <laughs> okay.
1: Terrible idea.
0: Okay. Anything else? Or is that is that what you're going right. for, Andrew? Is that what it's taught you in, so far?
1: In all seriousness, for me, um, you know, every day is a new day in recruitment, generally, without COVID 19 being here. Um, I think what it's taught me already is that um, be proud of what you've achieved. You know, don't forget that you've got to a certain place in your career, whether or not you've done it for one, two, or five years. Yeah. Remember that we all need downturns. We all need to experience these sort of things because it makes us better at what we are and who we are. Yeah. Um, so I think what's taught me is that, you know what? Yeah, it's gonna, it's tough. It is hard, but at the same time, just retain a little bit of perspective that this is now, but there'll be a new reality in three months' time and six months' time. So don't be too disheartened by the fact that we're going through this right now because there's
0: another side to it. Yeah, there's light at the end of the tunnel.
1: Absolutely. I like it. Big fat mm-hmm.
0: I like it. Um, Belinda, what about you? How, mm-hmm. what, what, has it taught you so far? Uh,
2: it has taught me that content is king.
0: Okay. <laughs> and what,
2: what mean? I mean by that is, what I mean by that is, uh, I've been creating content for, for the agency for about a year now. And a lot of people were questioning, I guess, why I was doing that at scale and how it actually was bringing value to the recruitment industry. Um, and it's funny now since, you know, the COVID, a lot of people are creating content and are forced to go online in a digital world to be able to create personal brands for their recruitment consultants and for the agency to be able to pivot, to get in front of a bigger audience, right? So Mm -hmm. I definitely think COVID has taught me that content creation, uh, is, is winning for sure.
0: Okay. Interesting. We'll, we'll definitely dive into that. Jason, what about about you, my friend? What? What has it taught you so far?
3: Yeah, I um, I take both from what Belinda said and what Andrew said. Um, I think um, this down then definitely makes uh, honest companies and honest people uh, of ourselves, honest operators. Um, You can't carry on with too much fat on the balance sheet um, because sooner or later we'll find you out. But um, look, a a lot of things, but more, more, more specifically, um you know don't no, take things for granted as well obviously from a life perspective from a business perspective you've you've got a logic rule a little more than emotion
0: mm. at times No, i like that i think i think um the conversations that i've been having in in uh, with uk businesses i think times like this it definitely gives you perspective on and a bit of reality check if you've been caught in a game of the sort of headcount vanity of your recruitment business rather than the sort of bottom line sanity and I think that's that, that would definitely put that into perspective for a lot of people. Um but okay so um some of the the questions that I, I'd really be keen to um dive into. So j- just to set the scene, um Andrew, ha- how many how many people do you manage and, and Jason likewise oh, and Belinda also and like what what are the sort of teams and how many people are you responsible for if any?
1: Yeah so I suppose um, from Sydney's perspective, there's 20 team members. Melbourne's okay. perspective, there's um, 11, 12 in design and build, and then eight within public sector. Okay. So obviously, I don't manage every single one of them. I've got a leadership team in in both offices that I rely on heavily. Okay. Um, so yeah, they're you know doing the, the grunt work, so to speak, in terms of the day to day of the consultants, and I'll obviously catch up with the leadership group quite frequently. If that answers your question.
0: Okay, no, that's great. That's that's good for for me and a good context. Jason, what about yourself?
3: Uh, fifteen,
0: including myself. Um, yeah, fifteen.
3: So there's about four teams okay. across that fifteen
0: in Brisbane only, okay. and then. Yeah, that's okay and then Belinda is it just do you is it you and your business partner or what's the
2: no so we've we've got um, five people and we also use affiliate partners to resource for us so we okay. actually have a different model I guess to a 360 recruiter uh, agency well um, so usually I do all the BD and one of my uh, partners. Um, and we use resources to purely just build up the candidate uh, portfolio yep. to send out to clients. So there's about five of us in total, and then we uh, have three people that do all of our content, filming, editing.
0: Okay, perfect. So so you mentioned business development. Let, let's start there because uh, that was one of the most common and popular questions that, that people asked. Um, so, so, So the question that came through from Craig White was – what are your key strategies right now for developing business and an economic downturn into what's going on right now? So I guess either through what you're seeing for your leadership team and your guys or just you personally, how have you guys found developing business or your people developing business and how they've gone about it?
3: Who's starting? Who wants to take that one?
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I guess for me... Oh, yeah, if you want to go. Oh,
1: no, yeah, go on. No, 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 no. You, you, you started talking, so it's all on you now.
2: Oh, damn, no. I've taken the – okay. Uh, no, so for me, uh, I actually used to do a, a bunch of cold calling and prospecting and, you know, I guess relationship building over lunches and dining. I think relationships in Melbourne, most definitely here, it's all about building relationships and maintaining those uh, but what I've found since COVID and obviously, I guess, three months before coronavirus happened is the content that I've been creating is essentially BD. That's yep. why we create content, because it gives us an audience or it gets us in front of people that probably would never answer my call or never would work with us, you know, uh, down the track or even before. So an example was um, I created a video. Uh, two weeks before COVID, and we had a big client reach out to us on LinkedIn and messaged me. His line was literally, you're on LinkedIn every day. You are in my feed every time I open my LinkedIn profile. We have to work with you. Nice. And then we met and we won the deal. So I think content has helped us at scale to, to BD, but we also do the old school way of like, you know, reaching out and email marketing. Um, you know, cold calling, uh, referrals. Uh, you know, just conversation, building network yeah. as well. So and, and that
0: that's still working. Like you're getting that's that that's been that's just still working for you with what's going on right now in terms of a business development, within clients. It's
2: ob- it's obviously not as good as it used to be. People are okay. you know most clients are putting everything on hold. So I think eighty five percent of our roles right now are on hold. We're actually not placing yeah. or anything and that's like on the that. perm side. On the perm side, yeah. Contracting side yeah, yeah. and temp is a little bit different, but yeah. um, we're still reaching out to people. We're still asking if they need help or any assistance. Is there anything we can do right now to give value to your team or to your company um, to really just help? It's support marketing. It's not about yeah. selling right now. It's about supporting the clients that we have and, you know, building those relationships again. So the content has been a new BD way. Uh, For any of you guys, actually, this is a really good tool that we use as an agency. It's called Vidyard.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. It's like an
2: Audro. Yeah, Vidyard, it's it's free. It's a Chrome extension that you can attach on your um, LinkedIn profile, and you can actually send uh, messages in a video format on LinkedIn to potential clients. Yeah, that's awesome. It's it's free as as well.
0: I'll, I'll definitely free, yeah. um, check that out. Jason, Andrew, what about you, either your team, your leaders or yourself? How How are you finding business development right now and how are you approaching it?
1: Yeah, look, I'm, I'm happy to pick that one up. Um, I think we have to remember that as a society, there is one thing that we love to do as human beings. It doesn't matter if you're a doctor, a nurse, a soldier, a recruiter, which is that we love to gossip. We love to
0: gossip.
1: <laughs> Any social yeah. group wants to talk, right? So for the most part, people are always too busy to talk. Too busy doing too many different things. So in a time like this, when there's a common enemy such as COVID nineteen, yeah. you can just generally pick up the phone and say, "Hey, how are you going?" In Australia, in particular, how are you going goes particularly well. Um, don't say you're right, mate, because that doesn't work whatsoever. <laughs> um, but you know what I've been amazed with to a certain extent is that people have got picking up the phone and just asking how are you going. <clears throat> um, and I think nice. also consider that recruitment isn't picking up the phone and getting a job recruitment is picking up the phone and starting a relationship. You know, someone's always got to make the first move. Um, and it's up to us to do that. Um, so we don't necessarily say, hey, how are you going? What are you looking for right now? It's more about, hey, how are you going? How are you finding things at the moment? What's happening in your work? And generally yeah. speaking, when people are going through a level of crises or whatever else, they kind of want to vent. They want to talk about it. And in fact, the feedback we've had from consultants has been, Jesus, actually, people are picking up the phone for the first time in two years. It's like, yeah, yeah. You've got a common enemy, so it's okay to pick up the phone. But mm. don't think you're going to get a job on the other side of it. You know, Just start the conversation and then work it from there. But if you're thinking you're going to get a job on every call, you ain't going to get a job so, on So, have, so
0: have, you, have you communicated that then and the expectations have now changed on what a successful business development call is?
1: Well, it's never been to get a job on the first call because I think if you get a job in the first call with any client, they're not going to be a long-term client because they'll probably give that job to anyone. Okay. Um, realistically, the best clients are the one that you have to work on over a period of time. Yeah. Um. I think it's better to get other information related to the client than just a job. Because kind of if you pick up the phone and they say, hey, here's a job, you've not really found out a lot about their business. Mm. So you kind of want to have to work for it. So I would say, um, you know, we've spoken to the guys about what's important in terms of what does a client want from us. It's not what's in it for us. It's you pick up the phone and say, hey, what do you want from me? And then start doing what you're told, which is doing what they've asked you to do and okay. that's always been a sort of train of thought so yeah like i said um in summary i think client development work is easier than ever
0: before Right. yeah but, but it's, it's, been, it's been it's been human empathetic checking in with people how's it going like just just having those conversations and yeah just building those relationships rather than right how how can i get a job out of this phone call yeah, um, yeah, ain't, <laughs>
1: that ain't gonna be the way that's the quickest way to uh I suppose, um, insanity in a sense. You're just going to drive yeah. yourself up and mad. If that's what success looks like, you're setting the wrong
0: goals. Okay, nice. Jason, anything to add? How have your guys been finding business development? How have they been approaching it?
3: Yeah, so we, we, we've we adjusted our KPIs a lot. Um, mm. we've, we've, we've decreased the amount of calls uh, that we expect from guys. We've increased the amount of time on the phone. Um, naturally, that's happened. just has been interesting. Want. A talk, I said. Um, still, the content side of things that Belinda's touched on—been doing that for years now—and um, you know, just finding new ways to offer offer help and you know, allow, allow people to, to jump into our calendars at set times and, and um, get get help and service on all sorts of different things. Um, potential recruitment, but yeah, less 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 hit ups, less no 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 harder selling that you probably would do in a business cycle, um, but more sort yeah. of. Fine. You, you, you need to spend longer on the on the phone. From at home, they're not getting chased down by their boss or their, or other people in the organisation. So you get more time on the phone with people. You get to find out a lot more things. So it's, yeah, as Andrew said, it's never been a better time to, to do client development work.
0: Okay, I like it. So one of the questions that, that Paul Jenkins uh, put through is, so how how do you stay connected with clients without annoying them in a the slow market? Because it's like once you once you've checked in. What what are we doing after that? Do you know what I mean? So how how have you guys maintained those touch points and and sort of continued? Yeah, after you've got through to that person, checked in, then what? Do you know what I mean? How are you? How are you or your guys staying connected with your clients? So, so I suppose I'm, I'm happy
1: to to pick it up. And then... Yeah, go on,
3: Jason. Just get oh, in there. Right, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we used to work with Paul. Sorry. Work with Paul. Um, for us now, it's, it's it's all about the follow through. So you have a conversation, okay. you say you're going to listen to somebody, um, do that, which reminds me, I've got to do something, I've got to do that for someone right now, but um, follow through. So <laughs> there will always be one, two, or three things out of a 40 minute, 30, 40 minute call. That you can pick as a next checkpoint to follow up on. Um, so that's what a lot of our guys have been doing. Um, Matt and so are brilliant at that from here from uh, from our company. And so yeah, just picking things on call, you can um, you can sort of use as follow up follow follow throughs and and actually follow through.
0: Okay, I like it. Well, Andrew, Belinda, anything to add to that? What are you going? What are you guys doing to ensure you're staying connected, front of mind? Yeah, having having enough touch points, staying in touch with people.
2: I can't actually hear Jason, but oh,
0: oh really? Jason, we can hear you. Okay. I can't
2: hear anything. I can't hear anything. <laughs> Jason is saying
0: really. Jason, um, we can hear. Okay, I can hear Jason. It's funny,
1: but one of the things that you know you find with you know, colleagues that you work with through the years and, have you know, recruitment professionals in general is the lack of follow-up and the lack of consistency. And I think, again, that's expectation setting about what you're trying to get from the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth, whatever call you're going to make. It's okay. following through on what you said you're going to do. But I think also, you know, if you're a smart business and you've got a lot of content, you kind of want to start getting them into a bit of a content stream where you're sharing content that you've promoted on your, your social sites and sharing that with your clients. Okay. And then think about the client as well. So, if your client is a health and safety manager, don't share content in relation to architecture design because with the greatest respect, they ain't going to be interested. But if you're sharing content with them is relevant to health and safety, they're going kind to of kind of start to pay notice to that. So think about the content you're sharing because there's plenty of content out there. Um, and, you know, design and build, you know, we're proud of the content we create. You know, we've got our 50,000 followers now and, you know, we try and post content pretty much every day. But then look at what content engages your network. Look at the click-through rates. Look at your impressions. Look at your engagement. And then start to curate that over a period of two to four weeks, and then share that with your clients. Because okay. the ones that engage in the network socially, that will do the same with your clients. But most of all, just do what you're bloody told. You know, trust. Trust takes time to build. And your opportunity in that first call is to make you know, start, you know, an impression on someone or a perception. But okay. how you then operate after that leaves the impression. So if they say, look, don't call me for this time. Don't call them the next week or send them a CV of some random a week later because that ain't going to work. Do what you're told. And generally what I found was even when starting Sydney in 2012 and starting my recruitment career, it kind of was like call me every six weeks. And then towards the six-month point, year point, they were happy to hear from me for a bit more a bit more frequently because I'd done what I was told. And I think yeah. sometimes we're, you know, whilst we're ambitious and we want to do well and succeed, we're also a little bit impatient. And I don't think impatience right now will actually – wash
0: at all with anyone. Yeah, no, that's good. I think um so we've spoken about content a lot, right? So let let's talk about this um for a second, because there might be a lot of people watching this that have never made a piece of content ever. And you're saying, look, content, 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 right? Which which I get and obviously I'm I'm in that game as well. But just how I always think about this is with this with the question that um hopefully I will pronounce this right, but Hina Heaton, sorry if I pronounce that wrong. So she, she asked a really interesting question. I think content's part of the answer to this. So it'd be good to get your uh, thoughts on this. So she asked within Sydney, when this is all over and work picks up, clients are hiring again, there will likely be a scramble from all recruiters to re- uh, represent and place stronger candidates who've been made redundant um, or are back on the market. And obviously, yeah, things are moving more. How do I give myself the, the edge, the self edge? over my competitors in being a candidate's go-to recruiter. Um I guess a lot of people will be thinking about that right now. How can I ensure that I'm front of mind, I'm the person that people call or go to when this starts picking up again. Personally, I think obviously content's part of that. So let's definitely talk a bit about that and we can go into that. But what are you what are your thoughts on that? How can recruiters make sure that they're the go-to when we start bouncing back out of this because everyone's going to be wanting to yeah it's going to be a busy time hopefully for a lot of people but yeah what do we think about that who do you want to
3: throw it
0: to? what's that sorry who do you want
3: to throw it to when you ask a question oh, I think you should it.
0: direct it to someone to start off okay I'll do that but Belinda what about you obviously I know that um, you was gonna speak, so
2: <laughs> I can't hear Jason. I can't hear Jason. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. You no, know, I definitely think going back to personal branding, it's about building a personal brand. Um, and this goes for all consultants, you know, um, out there, or even like owners and agencies. They should all be building a brand um, because brand always stays. And as you know, content creation, LinkedIn is organic, it's free. But if you want to take it to the next step, you can start putting funds aside for marketing budgets where you can uh, organize a business manager and start paying for ads like Facebook ads, Instagram stories, Instagram ads, pushing it out to the right audience and actually narrowing narrowing it down uh, to who you want to target, whatever your industry is. So I definitely think it's about building a personal brand and sharing the pieces of content that you're doing on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, into messages of potential clients that may uh, that may add value to that client or or that candidate in that industry. So I definitely think it's content at scale. Um, as you know, you probably agree, um, Hashem, but. Yeah, definitely building a personal brand um, and awareness in that industry to be known as, like, the thought leader.
0: Okay. The, the so, person to go to. Okay, right. So so if I'm if I'm watching this right now and I've never made a piece of content and, like, okay, right, I'm going to listen to these guys. I'm seeing I've got more time on my hands. I'm going to start creating content. What What's your sort of go-to? Because I'm sure you get asked this question all the time. I, I'm worried about blending in with the coronavirus noise. Don't want to talk about coronavirus. I've um, I might have posted about my work from home setup. I've done that post. Um, so what? Where where do I start? What What's your sort of go to advice for that?
2: I think you need to start. You know, that's where you need to start reading like articles in your industry. So for me, I'm in tech and digital. Um, I follow a lot of Business Insider articles, TechCrunch, a few HR tech articles as well, where I get a lot of my topics and ideas from. I also follow uh, what's happening in the industry or I reach out to recruiters, just conversation, having conversation. When you start doing content, everything is thought in content. So me having this conversation now, there's topics that I could talk about in my next post next week on LinkedIn, having a conversation with you guys. It's about having conversations with people in the industry and reading about topics in your industry to create content. Okay. Uh, you know that may add value to that person, but it's definitely hard to pick topics. Um, I, I agree, but it's about reading more. That's uh, what's happening in your industry to be able to create more content.
0: Okay, so so okay, that that that's that's interesting, Andrew. Um, what what really? what? Yeah, what what are you? I'm sure you're speaking to your people about this. Like how how and what should people be doing to ensure that they're the recruiter that people call when this starts picking up?
1: Um, yeah, look, um, and we have, and I think we have done for a long time. Um, but I, I sort of break it down in terms of personal brand and, you know, what are the things that you want to be seen as? And so I think you want to be seen as a specialist. Yeah. You want to be seen as dedicated. You want to be seen as knowledgeable. You want to be seen as informed. You want to be seen as well-networked. But it's all well and good to be seen as that, but you need to back it up. So if yeah. you want to stand up from the crowd, think about when people go and buy products Generally speaking, they buy it off the back of a referral from somebody else. So if you haven't got testimonials from your previously placed candidates and you haven't got clients giving you references and giving you testimonials, but you want to stand out, that's where you want to start. Because ultimately, people want to know that what they're buying from you, there's a level of, you know, it's been referenced. You know, People know that it's respected, it's trusted, and you've got that to back it up because um, like I said earlier, I think you can build perception of people on, on on branding and I think it's great, but it's the impression that you leave. That's what yeah. that's what your brand is. So, you know, we talk to the guys a lot about well, every single person you've placed in a role, why have they not recommended you on LinkedIn? Because okay. realistically they should be able to do that for you. If you've done the right thing by them, that's where it's gotta be. Same with yeah. the clients, if you continue doing the right thing by them, they should be able to wanna to help you survive in this market so you can thrive on the other side. Okay. Um, you know, if you refer to my LinkedIn, you know, granted I don't do much recruitment anymore or I'm failing miserably at the moment at it. Um, I asked everyone for a recommendation, but then I was on LinkedIn in 2006 before I was on Facebook. So, you know, I'm sure my age. But if you want to stand out, you've got to help people stand you up. You've got to get references and sort of erase your profile in that manner. Um, That's sort of what we've been talking about to the guys is it's great saying it,
0: but you've got to
1: back it up. Where's your capability statement? Where's your evidence to back it up?
0: yeah and no, i really like that so yeah remain invisible. personal brand content is, is definitely part of how you can ensure that you're the person that people call when things start picking up and then also as you said are you someone that genuinely cared about these people during this difficult time are you someone that followed up like jason said um and actually deliver on the way you're sort of trying to be perceived online
1: yeah, so got you,
0: yeah. you can you can be found like you're one comment away from being found out right um which is which is the, the great thing about it, I think. Um mm. okay. Jason, anything to add or I'll, I'll hit you with the next no, question. Yeah, I did you I okay, I like that. So Jason, what I wanted to ask you, and and then I'd I'd love to get um your other guys' to talks on this. To so another real popular question that came through from different people was remaining motivated and or keeping your, your team motivated. Um, I think I I definitely. I have good days and bad days with this working from home. As you can tell, I'm in the living room under under a staircase, so it can get a bit difficult sometimes. But like, how have you? How have you been? Sort of, how have you been trying to make sure that you keep your team motivated and, or even yourself? What What comes up for you?
3: Um, Wendy, you still can't hear me, can you? No.
0: No. We can hear you, mate. We can hear you. So good.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, we can hear you fine.
3: All right. Um, <laughs> the, the number one thing for me is uh, is structure. Um, so okay. uh, working working um, in real estate when I got out of high school. Um, the biggest ballers, the best listers, um, you know, the people that I I I have aspired to be like and I built companies some of them like and, and so on and so forth all have really good structure to their day, very disciplined. Um and whenever they're not feeling great um or they're not getting the results that they want, um they just they fall back into that routine. I used to Poo poo routines. My, my parents, my mother used to always push me into that at school. <laughs> and I used to think that was a, I don't need to do that because mum's, yeah, that was when I was a kid. But yeah. the more I, I, I learned, learned and listened, um, I learned that, that routine and having a, a good structure to your day is the framework to success. It's one of the most underrated um, strategies to success, I personally think.
0: Okay. And let okay, definitely. And I think also just in times like this, getting dressed as well, helps. (laughs) What, what, so what, what, what are the tip, what are the typical types of structures that you're encouraging people today to do right now? Or what does a typical structure look like for one of your consultants right now, or even for yourself, that might be good for people on how, how you're structuring things?
3: Yeah, so sleep. Uh, we've got a bit of a sleep project that we're rolling out through um, one or two of the teams here, and it might be through through everyone. It's, it's up to them. Um, but there's a, there's a there's a group here that are doing a bit of a sleep project. That means we're trying to hit the uh, what we call the LeBron challenge, and it's eight hours a night. Um, wow. so try As much deep sleep as we can, good REM, but you want to get as close to or, as, or, or thereabouts as close to eight hours to sleep. Yes, I know people are going to say that's not optimal for everyone, um, but it's new for us. Um, but we start there. So, you know, wind down sort of eight, nine o'clock, um, get to bed early, um, and then you can, you know, it allows you to wake up and, and sort of start well. I've experimented with lots of different things over the past few years. I'm a big Tim Ferriss fan. Um, yeah, nice. And, what I've found is um, sleep just has, is, is the for me and for a lot of people I know, um, is, is a key catalyst in, in sort of eating right, thinking right, um, acting right, etc. Um, yeah. So, yeah, then when I wake up, I have sort of an hour hour gap between not going on LinkedIn or checking inbox or going on social or returning any text messages and just do some headspace meditation, 3, 5, five 10 minutes, um, okay. go for a walk. Um, but I've just recently got back into cycling. So just – I don't want to go into too much depth, but that's about sort of where I start.
0: I think I'll, – I'll get, obviously, Belinda and Andrew, your thoughts on this, but I think what's great about that, Jason, is you're making sure that you're um getting the, the sort of work-life balance right in, in times like this. Like, for me personally – I, I've worked, I've said it a couple of times now, I, I've worked in every single room of this house besides the bathroom. So, <laughs> so what, what, I, what, what I've found really difficult is switching off. So so you're right. So obviously I, I walk into the kitchen after I've finished work and I've worked there all day. So do you know what I mean? Whereas before when I went, left the office, that's when I left work. And I found that quite easy to do because there was that just experience of walking, leaving the office, going home, and then that's when I was going to be, just found that easier to be present but i've definitely found that harder but i love all the things that you shared there on how many how many premium business owners tell people to sleep <laughs> get enough get enough sleep so i think that's a great thing to advocate uh to be an advocate for but um andrew what about you how obviously as you said you've got your leadership team how how are how are you communicating to your guys um, and people on to because they're going to have to keep their teams motivated, which I know can be difficult with what's going on right now. So, what's what? what are the conversations that you're having with people?
1: Um, look, I'll come on to that in a sec. But obviously, Jason, it's you know, funny talking about sleep, but I think I've had about four hours in the last six days. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> the baby doesn't like you to sleep. But um, so yeah, that's great. And um, look, two things. Um, you know, what what are what are my, what are my tactics? Um I think at the end of the day, write down what you're grateful for. Um yeah. recruitment, whether or not it's COVID 19 or whether or not it's it's pre-GFC best time of your life. You generally 90% of the time you're not winning, you know. Unfortunately we're we lunatics in a way, but you don't always win. So write yeah. down the things that gone well in the day. Be grateful for that. But also write down things you're grateful in life that aren't related to recruitment because there's plenty of good things happening in the world. Yeah. Um I think you know in terms of mental health um you know i do meditate i do have a morning routine um, and I, I do that every morning subject to when the baby lits me so there's certain structures that i try and implement but i say to anyone you know at the end of the day just make sure you write down what good's happened today because there is good in it and in, in fact your brains are trained to look for the negative because the media are absolute bastards and they yeah. like to do that to you yeah. but if you start practicing what's good in the world what will happen every day is you'll, you'll find better things to look at, good things, to, and it just starts to happen naturally. Whereas you think yeah. about the bad, all you think about is the bad. So I encourage people to do that. Um, and that's the sort of structure we've implemented with the team leaders and the teams is we'll do morning catch-ups in relation to what's on for the day, and then we'll do sort of an afternoon sort of, hey, let us know how your day's gone, but let yeah. us know what's gone well. Don't worry about the bad shit because, you know what, it is what it is. Um, write down what good's happened today and then look at the potential in that. So that's sort of what we've tried to implement. Um, and it for the most part it's, it's gone relatively well um don't get me wrong I think we'll look back and there'll be things that we could have done better there's things that we wish we wouldn't have ha- wish hadn't done but yeah. all in all um my summary is be grateful for what you got don't yeah. necessarily w- worry about what you haven't
0: got just out of interest and then Belinda I'd love to get your thoughts on what you're doing to remain motivated and things like that because I think that that can be a real challenge for people but just a quick one Andrew because it's come up quite a lot what? So you mentioned about getting your leaders to tell you about the good stuff. Mm. What does what what does that good stuff look like now? Because I feel like it's it's the small wins that are important to talk about and communicate right now. Whereas maybe three, four months ago, when your leaders go, mm. Oh, I had I had 10 conversations um today, um, mm. that may not have been as as a good of a win to where it is now. Do you get what I mean? So I guess what what have yeah. been the wins that you've been celebrating? and is that yeah i think that's interesting
1: i think we we celebrate anything that's got potential you know ultimately we're 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 eternal optimist recruiters for the most part that's why we do the job that we do and that's why we still do it 15 years later is that we've got this eternal optimism so we see the best in everything and the the best opportunity um and don't get me wrong i I even think pre-covid 19 it wasn't about the 20 good conversations the 20 conversations you had that day it was about the one great one you know, okay. it's, um, it, you know, in terms of jobs, so I talk to people a lot about jobs they've got. And they're like, I've got 20 roles. I'm like, I couldn't give a monkey's how many jobs you got. I <laughs> want to hear about one, the one that you're going to fill, the one that you can have value to.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so I don't necessarily know that that's really changed. I think we're just trying to highlight it more. So all the guys do their reports at the end of the day. And the next day, we celebrate everything. Everything. Okay. We talk about any good stuff that happens. And then we talk about it socially as well, obviously, on our LinkedIn feeds, etc., else. You know, one of our standards as a business is celebrate success, and success can mean so many different things to so many different people. So just celebrate everything, because like yeah. I said, whether it's COVID nineteen or not, ninety percent of the time we're being told no. Yeah. So the ten percent of the time we're being said yes to, then bloody well celebrate it.
0: Yeah, I think I think cause I, I've been speaking to a lot of recruiters and recruiters that um, I think some of the challenges that I've been hearing a lot which is interesting is that good recruiters will know what outputs they need to do to get them to or have the opportunity to um, achieve what they want to and I think obviously in the current market right now the outputs that you're used to putting in you may be putting in more you may be putting in the same amount but there's a good chance you're not going to get the outcomes that you'd, mm-hmm. um, that you'd normally expect and that can be quite mm. difficult to swallow, right? That can be difficult to yeah. swallow when you're sat in your living room table, um, smashing it out and uh, these types of things. So I was just interested to see, I think that's that's a great ethos that you have and I think it is about celebrating those small wins. So I was interested just, to, to yeah. Yeah. S- you see what you said thing. about that.
1: Everyone needs to remind themselves that this is going to make them a better recruiter, not about the worst recruiter. Why? So everyone who gets to the other side of this is going to be way better at their job than ever before. What? Why? Why? Because we're gonna learn how to talk that. to people. We're gonna learn how to manage our expectations. We're gonna like, you know, talk about more content. We're just gonna become better at what we do because we're gonna think about it more. Because for the last five years, with the greatest respect, and obviously I'm talking construction engineering property, you just picked up the phone and people are giving you jobs. You know, and that's been it's okay. been pretty bloody easy at times for the most part. Yeah. So if we get through this to the other side, it's gonna make us better at who we are and what we do. And, I saw that in the GFC, you know, I saw that in the recession, as we record in the UK, where permanent teams went from 20 to two, but the two that survived were way better at it. So oh. I, I would say, remember that, continue to focus on adding value, but you'll get to the other side and I think you'll be better at this job and that will make you a better recruiter.
0: Like that, mate. Belinda, how, how have you been remaining motivated and uh, keeping positive through the through this period?
2: Oh, like it's definitely been hard, that's for sure. <laughs> but pre, pre-COVID, pre as you know, in recruitment in Australia, they call it razor blades and champagne.
0: Okay. No,
2: is it? Yeah, razor blades and champagne, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the, what we call it in Australia? Champagne and so razor blades. Like, yeah, that's it, that's it. Champagne's and razor blades. So you have your days where, you know, you can pop a champagne and celebrate, but you also have your days where you're just like, what is going on? I'm losing my mind. And that's literally how I feel on a daily basis, even in COVID. But keeping motivated, um, I'll just add to to Andrew, I definitely think it's living in the moment and what's happening now and being grateful for for the good things that are happening rather than reminiscing or overthinking uh the bad things because that can create negativity um on yourself, on the team, on the company, on the brand. And people can see and feel that and feel your energy um, even if it's just over the phone or a zoom call people can you know uh, sense that your your inner negative uh, energy so okay. i definitely think you know being grateful for the things that are happening good for you um, and just you know meditate do the simple things go for a walk around the park you know enjoy nature take your dog for a walk read books that you uh, may have in your house that you haven't read you know i'm reading the power of now right yeah, now it's a game a changer great book yeah. It's a great book. So nice. it, it's under, it, it's hard to read at first. Oh, you've got it. Yeah.
0: It's, no, I feel no, it's a different book. one, but it was, uh, um, yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. That the, the power, the power yeah. of now the second time I picked it up, I really sort of got with it. But the first, the fir, the first part of it is quite difficult, isn't it? To
2: read sometimes. Yeah. 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 Very, okay. very, but yeah, just living in the moment and, and the power okay. of now. Sure. this is
0: this is probably the um the most this is the first time that probably the meditation has been mentioned the most amount of times on the on the recruitment podcast I think it's great um <laughs> Go with I, I, yeah I think I think that's awesome I, I absolutely love that I think I mean at the end of the day how how many recruitment business owners would have been speaking about meditation four or five years ago <laughs> do you know what I mean I'm telling Jason that like, I haven't hit my KPIs and I need to meditate, and he's going to shut the fuck off and get back on the phone. <laughs> like, what? I think that's great. I think that's absolutely <laughs> awesome that you guys are talking about these things. Um, so, what what I wanted to um, get your guys' thoughts on as, as we sort of come to the end of this is start sort of thinking about we we're just talking about it there, Andrew, on and what things might look like on the other side and how things are going to change. So, so one mm-hmm. of the questions that Matthew Wilson submitted, and Jason, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. And we can go on there so and, and this is something that's come up quite a lot in um the, the uk as well so what do you guys think about will more flexible working be supported to employees um now they have proven some may not proven that their ability to work remotely um is is possible or do you think it will still be a bit of a he's put taboo subject um i think just to add to that a lot of business owners in recruitment or even in your markets may have had the mindset before this that now i'd rather my people in the office i want to see if they're cracking on and i'd rather that not sure about flexible working or work from home but i think a lot of those obviously their hands being forced right so i guess jason what how do you think maybe we could start with the recruitment industry or even sort of your markets or what you're seeing how do you think the sort of flexible working remote working um, to be impacted when we start coming back out of this?
3: Um, I mean, no one really knows, but I think if this goes on for another few more months, um, which it easily could, um, there's some terrible speculation about a second wave and all that sort of thing. But I think if it goes on for a few more months and a few more months or even another quarter or so is is put through and people um, inside of recruitment and outside of recruitment can sort of prove to really hold their own. Um I think that it's going to put a lot of really interesting pressure on commercial real estate around the world. Um, a lot of the people I'm speaking to now are saying things like if projects get delivered or if people can you know, can really prove that they can step up to the plate and do do what's asked and even go above and beyond, um, that that flexible working will most certainly um, be be an option going forward. I think um, for younger recruiters, I know in the recruitment industry, there's not a lot of senior recruiters that, that move from agency to agency as much in the last sort of five or three so years. And you still got to you know build your organisations by by finding juniors and people fresh to the industry. So I think being around someone um, in an office will be somewhat necessary. Um, yeah, sure. That takes takes a scale. Like we've got a five hundred square meter office and you know that will, will i will i resign that when that's due you know this this is making me yeah. here consider things i, so think, a I lot, think a lot of people will be like, thinking that
0: Sorry yeah, to yeah, in there, absolutely. but i think a lot of people will be looking at that and going well hang on a minute do we need all this space could we do you know what i mean i think that's really interesting um okay andrew what what are you thinking how in terms of yeah particularly flexible working or just as a whole in terms of as you start coming back out of this what are your thoughts
1: Yeah, look, um, our vision is to be the most trusted recruitment agency in Australia. And so if we can't trust our people, then we're kind of failing at the start of it, right? Um, So we've already had a policy in place related to performance, Um, but I think... What, when working from home?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
1: basically we, we put it on, hey, you know, we can see that you're a consistent high performer, so therefore, you know, we can have this in place. And in fact, we've had it in place for most of our senior leadership for a period of time anyhow. Um, so, I hope that we can implement something uh, that will work not only for the consultants, but the, the business as well. Um, I think Jason's made a great point in that you can learn a lot from podcasts, webinars, you can learn a lot from training, but you learn the most from your colleagues. You mm. learn a lot on the floor. And yeah. so, the last thing you need to do is remove that. Um, you know, I think it's well known that what is it, 80% of the training? Is done in in the room and and don't for one second devalue that it's incredibly valuable Yeah. um so even if you do have a work from home policy etc else um be conscious about how many leaders leaders are out at any one time because a lot of what i learned was a call was made i said something or maybe said something else and then the leadership the leader would say to you what did Pick you say and I imagined, yeah
0: yeah
1: i imagined i said one thing and in fact i said something completely opposite to that so mm. There's a balance in everything, um, and like Jason said, I think the, the, the lesser experienced consultants need that support, but the more senior ones do need a little bit of flexibility. But you've got to meet in the middle because the juniors won't l- learn; they'll only learn off the seniors. So mm. be very mindful of that. Um, that's Absolutely. all I would say to any business owner, anywhere.
0: Mm. Okay, and then obviously Belinda, few it seems like obviously the business that you've been building it's it's been it has been quite flexible, and you've been really open to not do it in a traditional way so I guess what, what Very, your, yeah. yeah so I think obviously which is really interesting so I guess how yeah your thoughts on flexible working is it going to stay like I don't know what, what do you think about that
2: I definitely think it will stay um you know speaking to digital agencies because they're kind of my core clients and a lot of them are also giving me the same feedback that we don't need the big space anymore yeah um our staff are super happy they're mentally stable uh you know they're getting a bunch in and you know getting more family time and uh and they're super productive as well um you know obviously for sales and marketing it's probably a little bit different because you can't uh interact with each other because we're kind of that personality but i definitely think we will start to see more of a a flexible uh workflow for sure Mm. um and, you know, as I said, as as you guys were saying, you know, with productivity, it's definitely going to, to rise and it has risen for us and for, for agencies, for digital agencies, for tech companies. And a lot of the engineers and contractors were already working from home anyway. Yeah. So because um, they were working on certain projects for whatever they're developing. Yeah, that obviously time. helps in your because, market, doesn't it? Yeah, so I, I don't really I, – I can't really say too much about that because – flexibility was already a thing
1: for us so
0: okay cool so I mean, just go on just mindful of
1: one thing from a recruitment perspective is a people business you know when we thrive around each other so yeah, be course. mindful of that in your decision process not, not yourself by the way I, i'm just talking generally <laughs> um, but, no, uh, no, be, be mindful of that and secondly remember that whenever you survey people and say to them what keeps you coming back to work
0: they would say A
2: lot it's of
0: the people people yeah yeah, yeah. So again and let me just add
2: yeah like, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we're cutting each other off let me just really <laughs> add to that for one second recruitment like bd the 360 recruiters we're all out on the road anyway meeting with clients and candidates we're never in the actual office we're having coffees. we're having lunches and dinners so i don't really see you know that i get the whole you know resourcing and all of that but a lot of the BD guys and the 360 recruiters, they're all out on the road most mm. of the time, you know, trying to get in front of clients and, and candidates that can't come to the office to interview.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, it's certainly market-specific, isn't it? I mean, ultimately, you know, when you live in, in a certain Absolutely. world, there's a certain way of doing things. Um, and I think, yeah, you're right in that. If you're in tech, it's going to be different to health, to different to accounting and finance, different to legal. Um, there's always a balance. And I think that's what I would say to everyone is just make sure you you consider the balance between out of the office and in the office to ensure that you're meeting everyone's needs.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Um, I guess as as we um, uh, wrap this up then, I guess what what would be great to just get all of your thoughts on, Andrew, if you go first. We've just lost um, Jason. Um, but I know, Jay, yeah, well, Jason's still there, but we'll work it out. But Andrew, um, I guess just as we finish this, what... What would be your sort of um, parting words to people on sort of uh, what 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 would you be if if everyone listening right now was sort of in your team? What would we be saying to them um, and for them to be thinking about over the the next couple of weeks or the short to medium term? What what's your sort of go to advice for people to power power through what's going on and rise to the occasion?
1: Yeah, look, um, Matt put it earlier actually on one of the comments where you talk about short, medium, and long term goals. Okay. I think you've always got to ask yourself, and again, pre-COVID or COVID-19, whatever your long-term goal is, every conversation you have, ask yourself, is this adding value to that long-term goal? Because if it's not, mm. don't do it. Um, just focus on that long-term goal. And okay. For us, being the most trusted recruitment agency, so whatever we do in every day that we do, every hour, am I doing that or not doing that? Because if you're not doing it, don't worry about
0: it. Yeah.
1: Focus on that. So just focus on the long term goal and make sure what you're doing today is adding value to that. Because as long as you're doing that, you're making steps forward every day.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's a great point. 100%. Really, well said, yeah. Andrew. I think that was awesome. I think um, yeah, I guess so. I'm really, think thinking about what yeah, really understand why you're doing this, what your purpose is, is going to really help you power through and rise to the occasion with this, right? <laughs> um, Belinda, what what would be your parting words for for people? um in terms of getting through this what the opportunities are what what people should stay focused on what what would you say to to the people
2: um i really think She's it's frozen. about you know i don't want to get too <laughs> am no,
0: i frozen no no we can hear can we you we can hear, hear you. Me? it was a bit of a delay but we can hello. hear you hello we can hear hello,
2: you hello, hello. <laughs> oh you can can you can you hear me now yeah all good hello
0: we've got you can you
2: go, can you guys hear me we can hear okay, you great, great, great. <laughs> technical difficulties um yeah so um i think it's <laughs> it's definitely about uh you just like took me off track here sorry sorry what was the question again so,
0: so like what would be your sort of parting words to people on sort of what what they should be thinking about right now what they should be focusing on what would you say to people? What would your advice be for people to get through this and, um, yeah, to, to power through what's going on?
2: Yeah, um, I, I, I keep adding to Andrew because Andrew's making such good points in this. Um, I really think it's about bringing it back to why you're actually doing what you're doing and the mm. core purpose um, to what you want to achieve. Uh, in the market, in the industry, and as a person as well. I think a lot of recruiters and a lot of people overall, a lot of people are doing jobs that they don't really want to do. They're just doing it to have an income, right? Um, yeah. And that's the actual truth. And that's why we're in positions we're in. Uh, but I think recruiters need to kind of seek is that is this really something that they want to do and why and what value they can provide I guess, moving forward, um, to create that brand.
0: Like it, Jason, we did leave you for a second. Good to have you back. So, um, what, what would be your, 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 uh, words of wisdom for people? What, what should they be thinking about focusing on over, over the next couple of weeks, months? What would you be saying to people? I guess
3: firstly, um, it's, it's understanding if this is the career or the industry you really want to be in, mm. uh, and I think um, if you're not sure, it'll probably nature will probably take its cause and sort that for you. But um, to say something different, because Andrew and Melinda both had really good both had really good points. Um, as a as an owner, um, I think it's it's important if you're able to to, to really reassure your team. Um, I've been fortunate enough to do that here with the teams we've got for the next 12 months. Um, I know some other companies nice. are doing it longer or whatever the case is. Yeah. Set a timeline in place and give some security and assurance to your team. And um, I know that the best thing that I've done here is over communicate. So um, certainly group meetings, mini meetings, I and mean, we do our mornings and afternoons up all the time anyway. But over communicate, um, and yeah, just just what Andrew said. You know, break break your break your time down and only only focus on the positives. Um, take it a day at a time, but mm. obviously have a long term perspective and don't sort of listen
0: too much to um, the media awesome Jason media I think that,
2: evil.
0: yeah I think um I think that's I think that's great advice over communicate I think that that that's that's awesome especially as a leader um well look guys I, I was a bit worried at times technical difficulties but we, we made it to uh, the yeah. end so I guess I, d- I just wanted to take this opportunity to say a big thanks to Andrew Belinda Jason um for coming on uh, I think you've been really open and honest. Um, can't believe how many times we've spoken about meditation, mindfulness. I think that's awesome. And, um, yeah, I think it's it's um, been great. So, look, everyone that's joined us, big thank you. Um, I hope, obviously, you got some value out of this. Um, I, I will definitely plan to do um, a couple of more of these um as well but it won't be until a couple of few weeks so i don't have to wake up as early again for the next couple of weeks which would be nice um but honestly guys thank you so much all of you um and yeah i just wanted to say thank keep you. going stay safe and uh, we'll get we'll get through this together so a big thanks guys thank you so much for listening to the podcast I really want to ensure this podcast remains valuable and relevant for all of you. If you have topics or questions you would love me to cover with future guests, then please get in touch with me. Best place to get me is on LinkedIn. Just search Heisha Azuz and drop me a message. I would love to hear from you. Finally, if you have two minutes it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave an honest review for the podcast. It will simply mean that I can reach more people with this podcast. You can easily leave a review for the podcast by clicking the link in the episode notes or by going to ratethispodcast.com forward slash rollercoaster. Thank you again for listening.